Come on. Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Alice Winnery. Alice, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Excellent. Let's do this. Alice is the CEO of the LFE Institute, an organization helping parents of college-bound students save thousands through pre-college planning. She's a former CPA with PricewaterhouseCoopers. She is an author and nationally recognized speaker. I'm excited to have you on. Alice, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Thanks, George. It's good to be on here. Um, As you said, I began my career in accounting, but very quickly saw a need for financial literacy education. And uh, through this process, we heard so many horror stories from parents and grandparents who just destroyed their retirement, or they'll be in debt for years, paying off college either that they've agreed to pay for or they've co-signed for loans for kids or grandkids. And these kids had no pre-college plan to follow. So they spent thousands more than they needed to spend. Uh, In fact, as you may know, uh, Sally May did a study and found that those without a pre-college plan will spend up to three and a half times more for college than those with one. But unfortunately, there isn't a place that parents and students can go to find one. So that's why we worked for a number of years and worked with uh, financial specialists, CPAs, financial advisors, and academic advisors to create one. So we can talk about that a little more uh, a little later. Yeah, perfect. Well, I saw on your website a, uh, a quote from one of your clients, and that said, we had no idea where to start. And that certainly, I mean, that's probably the best way to sum it up, because I know from my experience of getting ready to go to school years and years ago that I did not necessarily have a very cohesive plan in place for how everything was going to work, so I imagine that's probably not uncommon. Oh, absolutely. Um, In fact, um, most parents think that students are learning everything they need to know from either their high school or high school teachers or the colleges that they want to apply to or even the Internet or the Department of Education. And in some cases today with the Internet, the problem actually becomes there's too much information available and they don't know how to sift through it and find the right questions to ask and identify the key problems to avoid. So that's our role is to put it together for them. Got it. I think that that makes all sense in the world. Like so many things today, we have access to way too much information. It's just overload and we are... Drowning in information and starving for wisdom, as the story goes. So, yes. In, in fact, the schools provide a lot of financial literacy today, but their motivation is to enroll students, not show them how to save money. And the banks and the Department of Education are there to provide loans, you know, just free money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sign them up, borrow as much as you want. And unfortunately, with the parents, Uh, on the hook for 94% of all new private student loans, that's very risky 
for parents and even grandparents of college-bound students. So there's a couple statistics right there which are very, very startling and I think extremely cautionary for anybody who has designs on helping a young person with college. And the first one was that students without a plan will pay 3.5 times more than students with a plan. And that was from Sally May or something like that, which is certainly yes. reputable. Mm -hmm. and the second was that parents or grandparents will now be on the hook for 94% of all new private loans. Yes. And the Wall Street Journal reported that. And um, that was just startling and and we uncovered that a year ago when we were in the middle of developing these tools and and we realized boy there's a, a bigger need for this than even we thought about it you know when we first started and um, and with all that debt 40 per six 46 percent of borrowers are now unable to make those payments so it's going to fall on those who co-sign for them mm. So the most important part of pre-college planning is don't co-sign on your kids' loans. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course, I'm Unless you, no, well, if that's not that's or maybe I'm it's not. pretty real. Yeah. yeah. Unless you see a plan, if they don't have a plan, if they don't know the direction they're going, what major they want to sign up for, the questions to ask a, a school before they register. Um, their ROI, I know that sounds like an accounting term, their return on investment, but there are really two ROI calculations they need to identify. And one is the school's ROI. In other words, is the school too expensive and the students aren't able to get a job to repay the loans that they took out to attend that school? Or their personal ROI, they're not able to find a job that's going to help them repay that debt. Um, those are just some of the key issues that parents need to see a plan to identify those things. And one other one that's often missing is how are they going to get a job? Are the jobs available? Do they need a degree? What major are employers looking for? Uh, what GPA? There are just so many issues that parents need to know that the students have researched before they commit to borrowing or co-signing on those loans. That's such a great way to look at it, and it's a way that I've never really thought to, to consider it. You certainly would not lend money, and if you're a venture capital or a bank, you're not just going to give somebody money without a pretty well-formulated business plan, right? Yes, absolutely, and especially when they're talking, you know, they're not talking about nickels and dimes here. They're talking about an average today of up to $150,000 or more to attend a four-year school. And and that's not the private schools. That's the, a lot of times when you look at the true cost of college, and, and that is an official term, the true cost, um, that those numbers really get up there when you consider tuition, fees, room and board, everything else that's associated with the cost of college. Got it. So that is a, I think the way that you approach and look at any situation is obviously incredibly important, but certainly when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, you need to take a very frank look at what this is really going to, how it's actually going to work out. 
Another statistic which really jumped off the page is that only 50% of college freshmen ever graduate. That's a big number. Oh, it is. And unfortunately, whether they go one year or two or three years, they end up with a lot of debt or their parents have paid a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to show for it uh, other than debt. They don't have a degree, so whatever they went to school to learn, um, they probably can't get a job that's going to repay those student loans, where they'll earn enough to repay those student loans. And um, it, it's a really, um, it's, a, it's a major problem today. And with student loan debt growing at a rate of $162,000 every minute, you know, a lot of students are out there borrowing money and they're doomed to failure because they're not going to graduate without that plan. Right. Got it. So I, I'm sure that there's so many different factors that go into putting together a, a pre-college plan. Um, can we talk a little bit about what some of those considerations are? I, I know that you mentioned that we need to look at the actual school and is it worth it to go to this school? Am I going to be able to get a job that is going to be able to allow me to pay these loans back? What are some of the other variables we need to be considering? Okay, the first one is really, why am I going to school? What am I going to do with this? What's What job do I want to work in? And a lot of times, you know, in the past when college wasn't as expensive, it was a great place to go and figure things out and to learn about yourself and to explore different options and and think about it um, while you're going to school. Today it's just too expensive to do that. Mm-hmm. So students really need to have an idea of what do they want to do. And there are a lot of resources that can help them figure this out. And we point that out in, in the pre-college plan and give them resources to go to to get answers to their questions. They also need to identify, okay, if they have a plan for what they want to do when they graduate, are their jobs open? Um, are they hiring in that particular marketplace? Uh, one of the things that I learned when I was going to ASU, um, that I started in um, to get a degree in... Um, Uh, an area of the law field and found out that there weren't any jobs in Arizona. And my husband had a job there, so I didn't want to have to move out of Arizona to find work. And, And so we find that so often that they don't really ask the right questions. And to identify, does their Uh, career field, are they getting the right degree, are they getting the right GPA, Uh, and will there be jobs? Uh, Another key point to um, identify is what do they need to do throughout their academic career in order to get that coveted job offer? A lot of times, so much emphasis is placed on which college you go to, and that's very important. There are a lot of key questions to ask, but there's not enough Uh, emphasis on what can you do throughout your college life to make yourself marketable uh, to the right employers. And and so that's really important to show them. 
all really, really important stuff to be taken into consideration. With so many strains on households and families from a financial standpoint these days, I, I always feel bad telling parents that you need to be saving for your own retirement first and make sure that your financial world is in order first. Otherwise, you need to do that before you start saving for your kid's college. Otherwise, your kids are going to be your retirement plan. So I don't know if that's part of how, how, how you counsel people or how you feel about that approach. Oh, very much so. Uh, that's absolutely right. And I'm sure in a lot of the the uh, articles and the studies and everything that, that you've talked about in, in your um, programs, the kids can borrow for college, but the parents and grandparents can't borrow for retirement. And, and so they really need to focus first on their own retirement and then for college for the kids. And one thing to keep in mind, we've kind of taken a wrong turn in thinking that we're going to harm our kids for life if we don't give them a free ride to college. That is so wrong. And that uh, there are things, in fact, one of the best strategies parents can do is set limits, even if they could give their kids a free ride to college. Setting limits on the number of years that they're going to pay for or how much they're going to pay each year is one of the best strategies that parents can use in helping their students and kind of forcing them to make smarter decisions about college because it does give them a different direction to take. And uh, we have a, a new video coming out this week. It's called The Dirty Dozen. It's 12 college, uh, costly college mistakes to avoid. And in there, we point out some of the things that we've talked about as well as some of the other problems and mistakes that parents awfully made. And it's free and, and I can um, give them later, give you um, how to get access to that video Excellent. because I think it'll help parents kind of give them a sense, a starting place of where to go and what to consider. Now we could probably list it a hundred costly college mistakes, but we decided just to limit it to, to 12 <laughs> at least to get started and um, help them avoid those real costly problems that they're running into today. Got it. Yeah. I think that any, Anybody who's ever given anyone anything for free realizes that you oftentimes will not as value will not value that free thing as much as you will value something that you put a little bit of work into. So having your kids put some skin in the game in terms of a college decision and a college experience is probably a really really important thing. Absolutely, and um, we just heard from a parent who had been through one of our college workshops uh, in the past, and she let us know that uh, they agreed to only pay for three years for their son, one of their sons, well, both of their sons, but one of their sons went to a school and, and got a degree, the same degree that a lot of his friends uh, got, but he graduated in four years. He was the only one of a dozen of it, they were on a soccer team and uh, the only one of a dozen other students on the soccer team who graduated in four years. Some of the others took five or six years, but it was because they limited 
the amount that they were going to pay to only three years. And it worked. Go, yeah. go figure. Yeah. Short deadlines and high expectations are two right. very, very, very right. beautiful things. Um, well, there's another thing that, that, that I know that I will scare people to death if I start showing them how much college is going to cost in 18 years. They need to start saving oh. $50,000 a year if they're going to hope to pay for it. So, um, But in all seriousness, when should people start doing pre-college planning? Oh, as early as possible. And in setting the expectations there that they as parents or grandparents are not going to give their kids that free ride that we talked about, that the students are going to have to take responsibility. It's going to make those students, once, especially once they get into middle school and high school, it's going to make them take some steps that they can take that are going to significantly reduce the cost of college and then start making very different decisions um, especially as they get into their junior and senior year. Once they're in their junior year, they're going to start applying for financial aid, and many do it based on some very faulty assumptions and a lot of misinformation and on which college to attend, which college to register for, how much financial aid uh, they can or cannot get. A lot of times they don't even apply for financial aid because they don't think they'll qualify. And that's a huge mistake. And and so the sooner the better, but realistically, uh, they should start when the student is a junior or senior. Now, even if the student is already off in college in their sophomore, junior, senior year, they still can benefit from having a plan. That plan may change or looking into some of the resources that are available may cause them to make some changes, but those changes are going to save them thousands of dollars or help them get a better job once they graduate. So it's never too late to do it, but the sooner they can, the more they're going to save. I like it. Well, Alice, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Okay. Well, uh, we've talked about some of them already, and it's uh, the, the key thing is asking the right questions. And... Um, and there are a lot of them, so I don't want to get into uh, you know all the questions to ask, but maybe one way to illustrate it is just to give an example of a woman that I recently talked to. She co-signed for up to $135,000 in loans for her daughter, who barely qualified to get into a popular, uh, but it was expensive, school that her daughter wanted to go to with her friends. Mm. Well without identifying the criteria that the school used to accept students and learning that she barely got there, um, she dropped out in two years and is back home living with her parents. And she's one of 15 million millennials who are doing that. And with no degree, she hasn't been able to find a job to pay off her loans, so her mother has now accepted, well, has no choice, because she co-signed for 135000 in student loan debt. Yikes. And, and so it, it comes down to 
um, asking those right questions and learning what to look for. Now, just a few of them, if you want to just have a, a couple of the, the key criteria to look for, the financial security of the school. That has become such a critical point as over 100,000 students who went to um, ITT technical or Corinthian colleges learned, they now have a degree that is essentially worthless. <laughs> and um, But they could also ask the average time it takes students to graduate. That's a good indicator. If it takes the average student five to six years to graduate, that may not be a school that that student should go to, or they're going to pay thousands more than necessary. And we could go on and on, but um, I think uh, also one other key question to ask, and it's one most parents don't know to ask, is that it has a strange name, but it's called the three-year cohort rate. And that's a term the Department of Education put on it. What it basically means is once those students graduate, will they get a job earning enough to be able to repay their loans? And that's a good indicator of okay, how's the school doing in providing the kind of education a student is going to need to be qualified to get into the job market? And if that school's cohort rate gets too high, the Department of Labor, I mean Department of Education, could shut them down like they did with Corinthian Colleges and ITT Technical last year. And if that happens, then um, their degree is worthless. So, again, asking those questions is probably the most important uh, step that students can take. The, the issue is they need to know where to go to get the right answers. And that's what's not out there today. Well, that is great stuff, and that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So thank you so much for that, Alice. Uh, and thank you for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and what we've been talking about? Well, uh, they can go to our website. It's lfeinstitute.com. They can find out specifically about the pre-college action plan tools at lfeinstitute.com backslash tools with a capital T. Or they can call me anytime. My direct line is 850-781-9131. I'll be happy to answer any questions that they might have and, and maybe help them get to the right uh, uh, resources to find answers to their questions. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Alice your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out lfeinstitute.com and take advantage of all the great tools and resources that are up there. Thank you again, Alice. Thanks, George. It's been great being on here. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!